the podcast where we talk about this week in gaming news. I am your host, Joseph Burchettes, and with me, as always, I have Lionel. Sonic Mania! <laughs> and we have Mike. Yeah. Like always, we begin this lovely show by discussing games we have been playing. I know someone's just chomping in the bit, so that's why I'm going to start with Mike. Mike, what have you been playing? You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm finally back from Mexico, so I have my PC again. Um yeah, I guess this week I've still played a little bit more uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Still real fun. Um, jumped back into Arma 3, editing some stuff there. Um, Jumper Cables and I played the... Uh, well, we've jumped back into Resident Evil 5, um, and Capcom doesn't have their shit together, so we lost our saves. Because um, there's been some changes made to Steam, so we need to play through it again to unlock this DLC that we bought, which is really annoying. Yep. Um, so there's that, and uh, what's the other thing? Oh yeah, uh, Tekken Seven. Just kind of, I just end up disappointed every time I play it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I asked oh. you a question while you were playing it last time, and I want it on the record here. Is Tekken 7 the new Tekken 4? Uh, yeah, but Tekken 4 is better. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> shots fired, Namco. <laughs> now, as far as gameplay, it's it might be the most... It's really polished, but... Um, There's not enough there, what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, apart from the characters they've removed, um, some of the changes to some of the movesets, like... I guess like they're they've been done for balancing, but it's just kind of a, annoying to have to deal with like super tiny tweaks that kind of switch up your whole flow of your character um, every time you move to a new game. And a couple of them are pretty apparent this time around. Um, and and I've already talked about it before, so I won't go too much into it. But like the create a character, there's just like no depth to it. I mean. There is, you can make some stuff, but I'm just, like, the part that pisses me off is I can't make shit that I was able to make in previous games, and that's really annoying. And, you know, features and stuff that were in older games, like the the music jukebox, um, and they they just put out DLC for Tekken Bowl, which is now, Mm. like, you have to pay Mm. for it for some reason. I'm not going to pay for Tekken Bowl and some bikini costumes. I don't know. I just was thinking about it a lot the other day, and it's kind of sad to see Tekken just kind of turned into this cash cow thing. Mm -hmm. where, Where, like, Tekken used to really be about how much amazing content can we squeeze into, like, one disc. Yeah. And now I feel like it's about how much can we sell. Mm-hmm. That sucks. And I, and I, <laughs> you know, I had a lot of fun last night because they have all of the the cutscenes from all the previous games, and I just was going through and watching the old ones, and it was just like, man, it's just like not like it used to be anymore. 
Yeah, it's like they took all the the serious and injected it into the Mishima storyline and made it way too serious and then just kind of like I wouldn't necessarily forgot about everyone else, but like the amount of care they have for the other characters really shows in how inconsequential their endings are. Yeah, um, like that's one of the things I did enjoy a lot was the story mode of this game. Like it was super fun, and um, I guess it dragged in a couple places, but the ending is pretty satisfying. But then I went through last night, and I was going through all the the side character episodes and and yeah it's it's all just throwaway stuff some of it's kind of funny but for the most part it's like there's not really any depth to them um, so yeah and I was telling Jumper Cables the other day like I think I'm just going to start playing like Tag 2 again because it's really for mm-hmm. me personally it's like the pinnacle of the series it, not only does it have every character it's just got so many ops, uh, you know, options for customizing like music and and the, and the costumes and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little like broken in some respects with regards to like like the bound moves and the juggling and the tag maneuvers and stuff. But it's still like for me, it's like the Marvel vs. Capcom two of the series. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, there's this article I'm I just uh, reading up here on my phone. Uh, it's, it's dated August 12th, but apparently Tekken 7 has sold more in two months than Street Fighter 5 did in a whole year. So clearly it's doing incredibly Shots well. Fired Capcom. It's doing very, very well. Uh, I mean, I think the unit says there's a, a Tekken 7, 1.66 million within two months. Yeah, wow, it's doing yeah. quite well. So. And it's sort of surprising because Tekken for me was always kind of a dark horse. Like I would always get weird looks for for saying I was into Tekken. Hmm. But uh, I, I know it's cool that it's selling because it gets more people interested in Tekken. I guess maybe all their like kind of pandering to cutesy characters has paid off and given them the audience. <laughs> I swear to God, I want to find the person who made Lucky Chloe and kill them immediately. <laughs> oh. I mean, she's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea that yeah, G Cop has a they're a Japanese company, so they have a pop idol mascot. That's mm-hmm. kind of funny, but past that, like, I really wish Lay was in the game. Or, mm-hmm. or you know, Anna, or Anna, or or Bruce, or. It's funny, I was, I was watching, I hadn't seen all of the Tekken 6 cutscenes, and I didn't realize how many characters they killed off in 6. Um, Man. They didn't kill off Lei, so... <laughs> yeah, and I saw yeah. a, a tweet that uh, that he Harada had tweeted out, and he was like, oh, we looked at the usage the usage rates, and, and Lei's weren't high enough, and there wasn't enough people asking for him. I'm just like... Really? That's why? I mean... Where did you look? Did you look on um, the... Oh, fuck, I had a joke there and lost it. <laughs> he, he was, he was like, looking at, like, his special folder for him. His folder that says Harada's favorites. And <laughs> at the top was, I don't know, a complaint saying there's not enough cute girls. Like, apparently... Like, because there was an influx of them before. It was just Xiaoyu, and then it's like, okay, let's bring in her little buddy in four, and then let's bring in Asuka and 
five and uh, Lily in six and and then there's like it's like there was like one per game I could handle that even though their numbers were adding up but then it's like you subtract grown women to bring in more there's like <laughs> two or three of them here now it's like God. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have a problem with like Lily or Oscar because they're like real characters and real well, yeah, like, exactly. fighters. Then and they, 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 have, they have ties to other characters. Yeah. And it makes sense. And and it's and like, here's a pop star and here's like a cutesy robot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And there was, they added the robot girl in there too. Yeah. I mean, at, at least she's a fucking robot. Because remember, one of the things that stood out about Tekken was like how diverse the cast was. It's like you have characters from all over the world and then you have these robots and this boxing crew. <laughs> And this battle raptor, and this possessed wooden training dummy, and another robot, and an Aztec fighting god, and these creatures from hell, and then this person Jeez. possessed, and you know it was it was such a distinctive cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? It all kind uh, of adhered to a crazy sort of logic that was unique to Tekken. And now it's just no more cute girls. Okay, here's something to appease this this part of the fan base. Here's a brown person for you. Um, here's some man candy for the girls. And yay! Now there's like like moe chicks all over the place, and it's like fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like honestly, with I can't see how how hard it was it would have been to put lay in like. Considering the amount of effort that they put into like other characters, which feels minimal as far as like, okay, you put their move set in, you make a new model, and then you add different costumes to them. Most of the costumes are like repeated between characters, and they don't. Mm-hmm. There's very few unique <laughs> items for each character. I feel like I, I feel like they could have done this very easily. Hmm. Well, maybe it's because they're starting to uh, drive the game very heavily on data that they're finding, seeing what works, what doesn't work. Clearly, they're only and, pulling from data in Japan, because mm. why, why do we have, like, two, three more Moe girls and, like... <sighs> All the other characters that were especially out there are just kind of gone. I mean, Lay is probably most the most damning omission, but like, there isn't a whole lot of the truly out there characters. I think the only old man character we got is Diaper Butts. Um, yeah, the only upside to this is that they seem to be like coming to a head with the Mishima storyline, so hopefully if it doesn't end definitively here, it'll end definitively in another game, and they can just reboot the shit. Yeah, they kind of ended one like big giant arc. And it, it seems like that's what they wanted to do with a, a part of the story. Um, and mm-hmm. still kind of the other side to that, the flip side to that story is still left unresolved, but that's kind of one that you would I feel like we haven't actually seen that much of, but hopefully that'll play out in the next game, and then they can do something interesting after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, you, you know it's it's like I I would have been happy if they would have given me a new character that played similar to Lei. Like yeah, at, at least we kind of have um, 
that Josie kind of plays a little bit like Bruce, mm-hmm. and, and Brian was kind of kind of cut off from Bruce in the first place. So yeah, so stuff like like and Nina and Anna aren't terribly similar, but they are kind of similar enough that you can see. But people are still. I kinda- I kind of wish, bad, like, you know? if they were going to pick between the two, I actually wish they would have went with Anna. Yeah, she kind of feels a little more fleshed out and unique, I think. And fun. Um, but yeah, like, I, I really wish they just would have at least given me a character that was likely. It just seems bizarre to me to cultivate that character for so many years, like, almost, what, like, 20 yeah. years, and then just kind of toss it out. He's one of the most distinct, too. Um, but, yeah, he is super distinct, and he's hard to use, which is why people don't really, like, play as him that much, I think. Like, I think I remember well, I used to play Tag 2 online a lot, and I only ran into, like, one or two other lay players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it was really fun. Like, I'd play Steve, you'd play Lay, and we'd, like, spend half the fight dodging each other's moves. Yeah. Huh. Ray's really satisfying to use if you can mm-hmm. figure him out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. As much as I complain, like hopefully they'll give us some DLC with that. But it's like, how far out is that going to be? Because they already had they launched with a plan for the paid DLCs to come out, and so mm-hmm. we finally just got the first one, which is Tekken Bowl and some swimsuits. Oh boy. Hmm. And the next uh, one will be, will be geese, and who knows when that's going to come out? I don't, I don't know if they gave a date or not. And then after that, it'll be whatever other character um, that they that they're putting in. Um, and then after that, like maybe that's it's just ugh, like the I shouldn't <laughs> have to wait this long. <laughs> I'm just mad. I really hate that they did this. It's I'm just like really disappointed with the game. Bottom line. So one more quick number. Uh, apparently, also on Steam, which I'm actually kind of surprised about this, is that on Steam they sold over a hundred thousand copies of Tekken Seven as well. So I guess it's quite popular on the PC as well. So it's maybe that's the reason why they're having to releasing content as quickly as you might want. Because why do they need to? They have so many people playing the game now. I mean, they're everyone seems to be pretty content with it. So why give them more anytime soon? Just they can take their time with it, I guess. I mean, that might not be the reason why, but it feels like that could be. I mean, do you think that might be why? Um, I I I don't know. I mean, I think they're busy working on the shit that they've already laid out like mm. and then after that is when they'll maybe get to like Anna and Lay and shit but who knows I don't know it's mm. eh, it's just super frustrating <laughs> mm-hmm. well hopefully soon and it sounds like you both are frustrated with it not just oh just yeah like, so <laughs> yeah okay uh Lionel I, I believe you've been playing a little game about little hedgehog, maybe. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm not even sure where to start with this. Um, it's it's just so good, and I can't quite put a finger on how. Like, 
maybe like maybe this is just kind of putting in perspective how like shitty and jaded I've become over the years that I can't fathom how something could be made to be so fun and so in in you know inject so much joy into me but like <laughs> it was like fanboy squeeing last night playing this and it's like getting to those familiar levels seeing characters i knew pop up you know certain boss fights certain mechanics from older games coming in it was just to call it like the greatest hits of sonic games does not do it justice it's because even the stuff that's unique to it that they do is extremely well done and it's just so fun and <laughs> it's altered my perception to the degree that um i used to be not really a 3d sonic apologist as much as a 3d sonic hopeful like i held to the idea that if they could figure out like sort of solve the riddle of how to move sonic properly in 3d to give them like the tight controls you'd want then that the games would get good and they would sort of work on it and then sort of not and or do like weird side story stuff never really get to it (laughs) but then this came out and like just how much i'm enjoying and how much i'm loving it had me thinking if we just stayed on the 2D track, we'd have either gotten here sooner, or we might actually have even better versions of this. And it got yeah. me to think something that I didn't think. And I don't know if I feel bad saying it. I don't necessarily feel right or wrong about it, but fuck the 3D games. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I've always been a fan of 2D over 3D especially when it comes to this retro stuff. And it feels like a long time ago when they were having the whole big, you know, when Nintendo versus Sega, when Sonic was trying to outdo Mario, and when Mario made that jump to 3D and did it very successfully, Mm -hmm. Sega probably felt like the only way we can compete is if we do the same thing. And clearly that did not work, and it seems like they have been desperately trying to make it work, when if you think back, every 2D every new 2d version of the game that comes out is fantastic like for instance the sonic advance games on the game boy advance were Mm -hmm. amazingly well done i mean they were really really good and then sonic advance 2 in particular yes yes and then even then the sonic rush games which were 3d but like 2.5d kind of Mm -hmm. i mean those were still good because they they were able to capture that 2d feel yeah really well and it's just it seems like every time they try and make him 3d yeah it just they screw well, so well you notice like the instances where they've succeeded usually had a 2d element like the best part of sonic unleashed were the sonic specific levels because they yeah. went, went back to a 2d i think did they go back to a 2D plane, or did they just tighten the controls? I can't they remember. Shifted it. They shifted it. Like yeah, they would shift it. But, yeah, and then, then you have Sonic Generations, which was divided between 2D and 3D, right? Yes. Yeah, and that actually did okay. That did well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and also, too, the other thing is that Sonic in 3D, I mean, maybe this is just me, but you can never capture that sense of speed 
like you can in the 2D version. At you, least. you can, but you sacrifice control. There's almost like a distinct ratio between speed and control in those games. Because mm. that was always the hardest part is it was hard to like move Sonic properly. Like Clunk, the tightness. Clunky. Yeah, the tightness you want, especially when you have Sonic potentially moving that fast and having to avoid obstacles at that speed. You need you need crisp ass controls. And it was just really hard to do in you know, on a 3D plane. Uh, they do it successfully with Mario because Mario isn't about speed, I guess. And some ex- to some extent, it's more about, like, precision and elevation. It's about going up, not forward. Right, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, see, I, I can see why you really, really liked it a lot because it just, I mean, it, yeah. they got the look down, they yeah. got the feel down. The, <laughs> sound, just everything. Down, the sound, the music. Down. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and you get a lot with a little in regards to this. Like they didn't like completely reinvent the wheel. The graphics are new. They have a bit more of a polish to them, but it's not like it's not like they like completely reinvented things. They just they spruced it up a little bit. You get a little more animation out of Sonic in certain things, but well, what they also did too is they remixed everything, like slightly. I mean, it was yeah. not, they didn't like drastically change everything. Exactly, everything still feels familiar, but it also mm-hmm. feels different. Yeah, it's that way. it's that ideal combination of new and familiar that you get with this, and a lot of that has to do with the team they kind of put together. A lot of which are fans, people who would yes. make fan content. Um, I think like the director Christian Whitehead made uh, some fan games and then got brought in to do the phone ports of uh, Sonic's one through like Sonic one through three. I know they did CD. Did they do knuckles as well? I believe so. They're even using his game engine. So Mm -hmm. it's yeah, because he did such a good job of of doing these things. And I think like the team he's working with also made a couple of fan games and they got a T Lopes who makes uh Sonic remixes, and I'm uh, someone I follow on YouTube to make the music. Oh man, they did this so right. <laughs> so I guess, like, I guess maybe wow. maybe what brings in that unbridled joy from it is like the honest to god passion and love, kind of like coming through in their work. If I can, oh, yeah. get really dramatic and um, uh, sentimental for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th- this is almost like a fan project. I mean, I'm looking at the developer listing. It's, you know, Christian Whitehead. There's also another uh, uh, game company, Hand Cannon. Then, mm-hmm. of course, Sega America. And then one more, uh, was it with a Pag- Pagdeo? Pagoda. Yeah. Pagoda? Yeah. yeah, Pagoda West Games. I mean, this is a collaboration. Oh, yeah. People love Ball Fink Sonic. So this mm-hmm. is... Oh, man. Yeah, I think this. maybe that's what it is, like... I mean, it's hard to really quantify honest to God passion for something, but you look at that versus like a lot of the other attempts at Sonic things, even attempts to bring it back to 2D. Like everyone was hyping up Sonic 4, and I think it was like the same team that had done so many games prior, and it was just like it just the game just wasn't there. Uh, it flopped. It didn't mm-hmm. get that very very good reviews. Uh, I played a little bit of the demos of the, of the Sonic Four, and they were they were okay. They felt, oddly enough, very slow. <laughs> they, didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't feel like yeah. Fast, didn't they quick. didn't they 
try and put the homing attack in there. Yeah, yeah, and the animations were slow and clunky. It's just they, yeah. it, they, didn't, they didn't do a very good job. The, the homing attack is a necessary evil in 3D because of how hard it is to control Sonic, but yeah. you don't need that in 2D. The controls are tight enough that you can normally you can control the trajectory of his jump based on speed and yeah. And there was So what did you think of the bosses? I, I, I love the bosses. I was a little worried at first because uh, I think like in the first two levels of Green Hill Zone, they seem pretty basic. I was a little surprised to see the end boss of Sonic 2 show up yeah. <laughs> so yeah. early in the game. They were just tossing everything in there. But, was, um, uh, well, yeah, fighting that guy is a lot different in an open environment where you have rings. Um but yeah, as the games went on, it was int- uh, well. The levels went on, I should say. I liked that they were getting more and more creative, like drawing from the kind of uh, boss fights you had in Sonic One and Sonic CD. Yep. Yes, I like that. They're just mixing everything in there, and the bonus levels. I like what they did with the bonus levels. Yeah, well, I like the I like the Emerald bonus levels in particular, right, yes. like where you have to chase the the ship down. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. That was another thing they got from Sonic CD, and then they got the uh, 3D levels from Sonic 3 to collect the uh, those coins, and the coins give you unlockables. Yeah, so let let me ask you this: If they were from here on out just to stick with making 2D Sonic games and just forgot about doing 3D, would you be fine with that? That's the one thing I worry about with this, is because they're kind of hitting everything. That being said, like I kind of wonder if like what's left to do after Mania. But at the same time, I mean, more than half of Mania is kind of like going back to the old stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's still a sizable chunk of new content in there, uh, like new levels, and you've got a new set of characters that act as bosses in certain levels that do some pretty interesting stuff. There's still area to go over. I just uh, wonder how much is really there. As much as I enjoy having this come back, I don't want it to like to be done and done, pushed and pushed again to the point that it gets stale the way all the uh, all the 3D games after Adventure Two got. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just rehashing the same stuff over and over again. I'd say I'd be fine with them. I'm. I'm, I said fuck the 3D games. I'm not saying I want them to die. Uh, those are clearly making money with like the kids. <laughs> Let the kids have their fun, especially if they fund projects like this. Yeah. I want more projects like this to happen where it's, they get the community, mm-hmm. the best from the community to come together to make an official version of the game. Yeah. Really. I'd say that... Not necessarily replace all the like stuff no. they're yeah. doing in 3D with 2D stuff, but I'd say definitely take take the spoils of those 3D games and you know you put it towards a project like this, or maybe making a more honest attempt at reviving some of the old stuff like Knights or I don't know if Sonic Team I don't know what part of Sega was responsible for burning Rangers. I'd like to play that for real. Um, but you know, also new IPs. Yeah, like one that actually did surprisingly well, and I would love to see more 
is make more RPGs. There was Sonic Chronicles that was oddly enough made by Bioware that did actually decent. So I would or love like, to see uh, them. Yeah. Or like uh, Sonic Battle. I think that was on the GBA. Yeah, stuff like that. There's yeah. there's definitely things they can do with it. Um, and if they can keep this trend going of making good Sonic games, then maybe we will we'll see more spinoffs that you know are, are fun mm-hmm. to play. So yeah, definitely cool. So much more to talk about Sonic. Uh, all right. Um, for me, what I've been playing finally, uh, uh, there was a Target near me where there was a huge price cut on the Switch, so I was able to finally pick up one. Oh. And yes, uh, what you playing? You Breath of the Wild. Oh my sweet pickles! Oh lordy, uh, Breath of the Wild is a breath of fresh air. Okay, that was bad. But I should have done that. <laughs> uh, it, it's that game is like crack. I had to stop playing last night because it was three a.m. and I just I, I had work to do and I, I just. <laughs> Oh my god, I was scared to keep playing that game. The game, the controls are beautiful. The game is beautiful. It's an open world game. You just, you wake, it's the whole typical thing. You wake up, lost your memory, blah, blah, blah. But then from as soon as that happens, the world opens up to you and you can just, you can do, there's of course like a guided path, kind of like in Skyrim where, you know, there's a certain thing you need to do. But oh, there's just, the world is massive, and mm-hmm. I know the biggest and most exciting thing about uh, uh, this game that people love so much is that you can climb on everything, and you can really climb on everything. So there's a mountain over there, no problem. Start climbing the mountain. There's, there's a tree, climb the tree. I mean, there's a long like side of a cliff you want to scale. Well, you can start scaling that cliff. I mean, you can just spend literally hours just exploring in this incredibly deep and detailed world. I mean, you can cook, you can fish, you, there's, um, there's a, a stamina meter, there's a, you're affected by the weather. I mean, you can, it's just, it's mind-boggling how much stuff is happening in this game. And it's just, like, once you enter into it, you don't want to leave. And it's I'm like scared Hotel if I, California. <laughs> I'm scared if I start playing it again, I won't be able to stop. It's just... Yeah. Oh my god, it's a beautiful thing. It's such a great game. It's just it's the kind like of game. Oblivion back in the day. Yeah, it's yes, it's the kind of game people have been saying this is probably the best Zelda game that Nintendo has ever made, hands down, and I completely ever? absolutely agree. Been in ever Ocarina of Time? Yes, 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 yes. It is the, you can any weapon, any item like sticks or trees or berries or for anything like you can that you can find you can use as a weapon you can um you can it can it can break you can uh craft things to get it's just you can do everything in this game it's it's crazy it's a uh, you know i bet there's dlc for the, no, i don't know <laughs> uh yeah maybe there's some uh some uh some mods well well can you take yeah, a shit it, on the princess's chest Oh, what, what is it with you and dumping on chests? <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's also lots of DLC for it uh, that's been released, too. Just lots of new content. And it's just... This is the kind of game that I could probably play for the next year. It's just always something you can do. 
And there's always the main storyline, too. It's, well, that's uh, good, because you probably won't have anything to play on the Switch for the next year. But, uh, that's depressing. Yeah, that's also true. Um, that is another problem. There's a few... like the, uh, I have Sonic on it, so I've been playing that. And that game is also... I've been playing mm-hmm. that just as much as Lionel. The game's fantastic. Um, but yeah, you're right, Mike. There really is not much going on there. I'm not really into ARMS. There's a whole bunch of indie games on there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them look really cool, but I'm not super into them. Are they like uh, unique to the Switch, or is it stuff you get on PC? It's stuff you can. Pre- it's just a bunch of indie games you can get on the PC. That's yeah, pretty much all we're doing. Uh, uh, nothing exclusive. All the, all the but, consoles pretty much handled that. Yeah, so that's the downside. They like to tout all those as like we have indies. It's like so do I on my PC. I've had indies for decades. <laughs> that's right. They released there first. Mm. Um, as for the console itself, I can see why they're going to be sadly eventually probably stopping the 3DS. I would imagine within the next year, um, mm-hmm. because this thing it's a, a perfect handheld. I mean, it's it's. It looks really, really good. It's very easy to transition from going from a TV to just, you know, your hand, uh, from yeah, your handheld. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the battery life is actually really, really good. Uh, it's the only problem is it's kind of a little big, but it's not mm-hmm. so big than like put it in your bag or, you know, something. Well, like that. yeah, it's it's like a like somewhere between a tablet and a laptop, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could probably put it in your pocket. I mean, if you want, it's not that huge. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, it's really not that big. Um, but this thing is a—it's a really nice handheld device, and I can see why they're pushing this uh, to be their basically their their the successor to the 3DS, if you want to go that far with it. But no, it's um very good. The only game I'm looking forward to from here on uh, from here on is like Mario Odyssey. But um, but yeah, there's not a not other I'm games. sure that game will be fun, but it looks weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Very, very strange. But um, I'm enjoying the Switch tremendously. That's well, good. That, okay, just, yeah, Zelda, um, like, just, like, drooling. The game is amazing. Um, and, and, of course, Sonic. Lionel, that game is just... Oh, God, beautiful. it's so it's, good. <laughs> it really, really is. Uh, and it's so much fun to just be able to take Sonic everywhere that, that I'm enjoying. I, I do envy that because all I want to do is I, I all I want to do is like find some way to take my computer with me on this damn bus as I go to work so I can get a few more levels in. Yeah. Oh, well, it'd be nice if they released it on the 3DS. That would be real like on the eShop. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they're really pushing a all the games they make from here on out to be on the Switch. Well, yeah, they they need Switch to have more exclusive content. I mean, they got a... I, I do want to get one eventually between Breath of the Wild and Portable Sonic and the Bayonetta games, and now something we'll talk about in the stories <laughs> coming yeah, out. So, so I, yeah, that's all I've been, been playing there, and uh, hopefully I'll get more Zelda in over the weekend. I have some more time and definitely more Sonic. I'm on for Sonic. I am at the airship level, which is right after. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, are there multiple airship levels? Or are you talking flying battery? Flying battery. Sorry. Yeah. It's the fourth one. Yeah. The fourth okay. So I'm, uh, I've, I've gotten a little ways past that. Okay. Does it get better through the levels? 
Get more and more. Oh, sweet. Okay. That gets me excited. I'm loving the, the level designs so far. And, um, yeah, cool. Oh, oh, and there's also one last final thing for the Sonic thing. Uh, it's happened a lot in Sonic 3, but it finally happened in one of the levels in, um, I think it was this third level. The thing I love about Sonic the most is when you really get the sense of his speed is when the camera can't keep up with him. That's yeah, when I love. he starts that, that like the moving most. ahead in the screen. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the moment that I just absolutely just puts a big old smile on my and face. Then, yeah, like, yes. or, or like when you you finally get stopped by something, and then you see the screen kind of catch up and then center him. <laughs> yes, I love that. That is just oh, that's one of the because that's when you really get the feeling that wow, he is yeah. fast. So also, I love those moments. Um, I noticed a little bit messing around with time trial trials. I've been primarily playing a Sonic, but I started Green Hill Zone at Knuckle with Knuckles. Mm. I think the levels are the well. I know the level I played was designed differently for him in a good way. Or is it like it doesn't feel? Oh like well, yeah, yeah. It's it's designed based around the fact that you can both glide and climb. Nice. Okay, I need to. I'm just using Sonic. Mm-hmm. Tails can burn for all I care. I don't need that flying around. I haven't messed with Tails as much, but I imagine uh, the being able to temporarily fly makes things kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that was a massive uh, what we've been playing. So let's dive right into the stories here. Uh, the first story by... Gamitsu, Gamitsu, yeah, there we go, Gamitsu. Our good friend, Crater Face, good old Itagaki, he's taking a leave. He has he's evolved going. from oatmeal <laughs> to beef jerky. <laughs> I mean, did you, the picture, yes, uh, yeah. his face is, is quite chewy. <laughs> it's scared. Uh, <laughs> what happened? It looks like a burn victim. That poor guy. I don't know. Oh, I mean, maybe he's just getting old, or maybe maybe he had a really bad tan at the time. Maybe he's fifty. Well, maybe he yeah, has he's been a Could be. We've have, we have never done the deep dive reporting necessary to figure out what the hell's wrong with his skin. That might be it. Um, but yeah, he is fifty, and the reason why he's uh, well, the reason why good quite people grow. I mean, but the 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 reason why he is. Um, retiring not retiring the reason why he's becoming yeah. an advisor instead of instead of staying on as the director is because he said when he turned 50 years old he felt like he had now it's his time to kind of give back to all of the to the younger generation or mm-hmm. of of you know game developers coming up he wants to advise them and make sure that they can use all of his great wisdom to make really creative games and all that stuff which i think is great he wants to yeah. just give back at this point now I'm so. hoping I'm hoping it shows because uh, I mean I don't know what happened exactly with Devil's Third. I was hoping for a lot more there because of the kind of magic he created when he was part of Team Ninja. Just right, uh, yeah. say what you will about the guy personally. Uh, the Dead or Alive games on the Xbox and the Ninja Gaiden games are works of art. They were very hard. But, well, the at least for me, anyway. I'm not. Well, yeah, no, Ninja Gaiden in particular was intended to be challenging, but the uh, kind of controls you had and the attack options were there, so that you know it, it didn't. It, it might take a bit of effort depending upon how familiar you are with character action games, but as someone who enjoys them, those games are amazing, and they feel like 
specifically the boss fights have invoked the feeling of being in a duel. Like it's yeah. not like overcome the thing that's bigger than you. You feel like, okay, this is the guy that fights you as an equal. You don't just run in there and slash or like discover the pattern. You actually have to spot in their yeah. defense. Well, he didn't say what particular developers or any companies he's going to going to be reaching out to and kind of giving advice to and stuff. He just said kind of in general, that's the role he wants to take on now. Um, well, if they, they uh, mentioned in it, like a specific role was like something prime advisor, prime advisor. Yeah, that's what it was. So, so yeah, I mean, like you said, it would be great for him to kind of maybe all of his design ideas and the way he's done things. If we can kind of see that in other games or that are similar I mean, like, they were well-designed. They were fun. So hopefully we'll see more of that in other games. I, I don't know if it's if that's going to be the case. I kind of take it as more as he's going to, well, <laughs> be an advisor. Like, like uh, it seems like maybe, uh, you know, the young people on his team are, maybe they're getting older and they have ideas that they want to bring out to fruition and this, and they're you know not necessarily going to be his vision mm-hmm. he'd be better suited to helping someone else achieve their own visions just because of his experience yeah. in the industry and as a designer so I think that's kind of cool that he's stepping back into this role um, you know he's had a few big hits under his belt and to be able to you know help the next generation is it's pretty cool mm-hmm uh, Miyamoto has started to do the same thing as well. He still uh, kind of, well, advises as well into all the really popular franchises that he, that he helped create. But a lot, he's no longer like the lead designer on all of the, the classic games that we, you know, like, you know, Metroid and Zelda and mm-hmm. uh, Mario and stuff. There are like whole other teams that he kind of goes into the room and gives a nod of okay and maybe you should move this over here kind of thing. And then that's it. He's no longer fully hands-on, which is probably explains why we see so much more of him kind of on the road, just kind of, you know, at big mm-hmm. conferences and looking silly and doing stuff. And it's kind of almost... You say Being a mascot, yeah, yeah, he's just pretty much the mascot at this at this point. Yeah, um, yeah they so, got I mean, Mario and they got uh, old man Miyamoto. <laughs> pretty much, well, yeah. So it's funny to to like hear all of these uh, big names in the industry doing this. Meanwhile, Kojima's been trying to do this since what MGS two. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily what Kojima was trying to to do more so to just kind of get other people to handle his, you know, take Metal Gear away from him so he could do something else. Um, but yeah, I was actually thinking of Kojima when I read this article because it's, it's funny to me that Itagaki is someone, they, they both have kind of similar stature. It's funny to me that, or interesting that Itagaki decided to kind of take a step back while Kojima is still pushing forward like he still wants to mm. you know have those mm-hmm. those tired nights nights and he still has these you know huge visions of things that he wants to do and it's just like I really wish that I could be as creative as that guy he just ideas just keep, he just keeps shitting them out for better or worse yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. How old is he? Is he is he fifty as well? I, I can't remember. He's like a couple years older than fifty. I think he's like fifty three. He's born in sixty four or sixty three. Mm. Sixty three, I think. Man, I have a feeling he's going to be designing for a very, very, very well long, very long time. He just it's going to go from old man Miyamoto to old man Kojima. <laughs> Actually, I think he's older than Miyamoto. No, Miyamoto's sixty. No, yeah, Miyamoto's ancient. Have you seen that guy's face? <laughs> There's more wrinkles than skin. Miyamoto? He doesn't look that old. I thought he was in his 60s. He's all cheeks. <laughs> Maybe I like that's when he it. Smiles. I like his smile. He's a very... got a very big smile. Yeah, he has a lot of gray uh, hair, though. Yeah, he's uh, he's 64 years old. Miyamoto's 64. <laughs> mm. He will be doing it forever. Uh, Four years old, but it's kind of funny because none of his—I guess it would be funny—but like none of his kids really want to do what he does. They're like they do completely different things, and yeah. I mean, they, yeah, I was reading up on I mean, them like they don't. It's weird when he makes games, but my dad's a plumber. I don't want to plumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I just, man, my dad was Miyamoto. I would just. Uh, well, it could be. It could just be that too. Like your dad being like all about games could could kind of make you over them quicker mm-hmm. than anybody else. Could yeah, you, it's. Could yeah, you just had a birthday last week. It. I forgot what? about that. Oh. Happy birthday, Kojima-san. 54. Getting wiser and wiser. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next one. Here by GameIndustry.Beals. Hmm, how, how the South Park mobile game will work with the TV show. So the TV show is starting in September. And apparently with every episode that comes out, they're going to be releasing content at the same time. So maybe for like a new character they introduce or... Some something other funny thing or whatever will appear in the game, I guess, on that same day, which is pretty neat. Hmm, yeah, could be something, especially if you're watching alongside the game. I think it's by the end of the week. By the end of the week, still, that's pretty cool uh, that you can so you see something, see something funny in there. And I still really like South Park. They do, a, especially in the the newest seasons, the latest seasons, they've done a really good job of just making fun of all the stuff that's currently happening in the world. Yeah. So if they can put that in the game, that'd it's be great. Funny that we have this article in here because I was doing some work earlier today and I was actually had on my other screen, uh, an interview with, with those guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone with Charlie Rose. There's a couple of them. They were like <clears> almost a decade apart, I think, but they, in both of them, they kind of, they were talking about how their process is, is pretty crazy. Like, Oh, yeah. New episodes come out on Wednesday, and Thursday they're trying. They, they start planning for the for the next episode, and so they're just sort of they're just rushing it and you know seeing what they can talk about in the news, and they they finish it by Wednesday, yeah. uh, which is a crazy schedule. Um, well, that's why, like as far as like commentary goes, no one can really beat them. I mean, because of the, uh, you know, you look at the production quality and, you know, it used to be the joke, oh, yeah, that looks like crap, but they could put episodes out so fast, you can have an issue 
the past week being yeah. talked about. I mean, that look is iconic now, too. That, but, too, yeah. But it, it fits into the article was telling, you know, about how the de- developers are going to have to work around that schedule and kind of do a similar thing because the episodes are finished on Wednesday, so that's when they're going to see it. And then, you know, they have a couple days to integrate something from that episode. <laughs> but they from week to week, they have no idea what it is that they're actually going to be putting into the game. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And that's kind of a cool challenge for them to take on as a studio. You know, it's it's not like stick of truth, you know. But yeah, you know, they're just gonna have to make a card and figure out stats or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend it's a very small documentary, like forty five minutes or something. It's called Six Days to Air, and they actually you get to see their entire process uh, for those six days before they release mm. an episode. Yeah, it's crazy. You um they. They talk about what? you know how the, when they're inside the the room with all the writers and how that's yeah. worked out and just the, how everything yeah. works within those six days and it's insane they're able to do it so quickly but um it's a really cool documentary it's very short but it's um they give you a really nice insight inside look into how it all works definitely worth watching um uh, let's see here what's now oh by destruct uh, next article is by destructoid. Square Enix won't approve of your Final Fantasy 15 nude mods, but they won't stop you. Mm. So, there, the director of Final Fantasy 15 says they don't like the idea of this happening for the PC release, but they also said they're not going to do anything because I feel like when you purchase the game, it's your game. So you have the right to do anything you want with it. Um, of course, you can't sell it because that falls back into the whole copyright thing, but... Um, they said, yeah, you know, it's they don't approve of it, but if you want to see some of them shaking boobies, you can do it um, if you want. It's, it's primarily, I was about there's to say, there's going to be more dong. Yeah, there's more dong in boob, probably. Longs. So if you want to see all the guys riding that car naked, eh, riding, riding off in the sunset, or, or them all the chocobos oh, oh, <laughs> streaking across no. the land. <laughs> yeah, there you go. To that place. <laughs> oh. But uh, it's actually really nice to see. Uh, you know, and it's always great to see when a company comes out and says, "Do whatever you want with our game, like mod it." Like, that's cool. Yeah. I want you to have the freedom to make what you want with this. You paid for it. That's really cool, especially coming from Square Enix, because I feel like Japanese companies aren't really. They haven't been the best at that in the in the past. They tend to really want to lock things down with oh, regard yeah. to their IP. So I thought that was that was nice to see. Yeah, I love, love how open they are. It's, it's such a rare thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, you bought the game. It is your game. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like pretty surprised that Konami hasn't gone after MGS5 mods. Are there a lot of them? People make a lot of. Yeah, there's a, a good sizable amount. I play with a lot of mods when I when I play. There's like there's some character character swaps and people have made edits to the models and um, there's some really cool gameplay tweaks that make it feel a lot less redundant and mm. kind of make the worlds feel a little more dangerous, um, which are cool. And then there's this there's there's one mod out there that actually adds a ton of the side op missions. That are that are actually pretty fun. So 
And there's nice. There's a whole debug things where you can tweak all the settings. So, MGS, oh, wow. MGS mods are pretty cool. Yeah, so definitely keep going. Having that, <clears throat> allowing people to just do that Square, Square Enix. Definitely a thing more game companies should allow for. The only other company I can think of that's really okay with that sort of thing is Valve, but they built a whole system around that. So, I mean, they've, they're actually getting money by embracing it. Well, um, there's tons of companies that embrace it. Most of them come from the PC space. That's true. Oh, okay, so next one here by Gizmodo. Microsoft, oh, they're getting desperate. Microsoft claims to be talking to Sony about playing nice, meaning uh, our system sucks Stop and we're not selling as many. Yeah, so the Xbox Ones, they sold 33 million of them, while the PS4s have sold over 60 million of them. So now they're, I guess their marketing person is like uh, manager Aaron Greenberg. He's um, talking with Sony. <laughs> Please, guys, make it so we can have cross-play so people can play you know, games on both systems together. And, um, I mean, that's good for players, but that's also saying a lot about Microsoft's current play in the console business here. They don't seem to be doing so hot. Uh, is it because of the, you guys think it's because they don't have really any good exclusives anymore? Or does it have any good games at all? I can't think of any besides Gears of War, uh, Halo, uh, I mean, they got shooters yeah. covered, but it's kind of like, um, it seems like all they really uh, snag is that uh, bro audience. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like like the, it's sort of switched where PS4 is kind of the de facto, like, oh, you're going to buy that game? What are you going to play it on? This one? Oh, so, and now, that, now that's PS4, so people just get PS4 games. Yeah. Um, I feel uh. like... Uh, They've kind of dropped the ball as far as a lot of their franchises. Like, I don't know when the last Halo came out. I, there, I, I don't think there's a Halo game on Xbox One. Is there like an exclusive one? No, not. There's Halo Sorry. Wars. I believe they announced that. Yeah. I never Halo Wars, uh, but is there Gears? No, there no? is not. Wait, wait, wait. There's that new Gears with um, the main characters. There's one coming. It hasn't hasn't come out yet, but there is one coming. So yeah, that's obviously that's something that they should have launched with. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know. Um, for me, those franchises were never that appealing, so I never wanted one. But um, it's something that they they definitely need if they want to, you know. Because for because after a, a while, you know, they were kind of just resting their laurels on. Yeah. Like, come play Call of Duty here. Come play, you know, all the multi-platform shit. Like we're the best place for it. We have the best online infrastructure and all that. But um, it's it has only has it now. Hasn't been able to carry over. Yeah. So it's. I'm not sure. They. I don't know what they should. What they can do at this point. I mean, Sony pretty much has all of the games that they. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'm not sure what like angle from a marketing perspective they could take to compel people to want to jump back on the Xbox. I mean, obviously, like get those franchises out, like Halo and so, Gears and whatever, and get some mm-hmm. exclusive. Start a, and, start experimenting with some new IPs. Yeah, get some exclusive third party stuff. But um, yeah, 
I mean, they they had uh, that Platinum game coming out that got canceled, and I imagine that's probably hurting them a lot more now than they thought. Yeah. Yeah, they need something. I mean, it's not like they're they're dying in the water or anything. They're just no. pretty far behind. Very much well, so. far behind enough to ask their opponent for help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not good. I mean, it's. That's, I don't know if it's. I mean, it bad. probably looks worse than it actually is, but like. Yeah, I don't. That's not. That's not a position of strength they're displaying. I don't think they're really hurting, and I think this specific case is just really. It's like they have cross-platform play with their other guys, so why not Sony? It's kind of. Sony's just kind of being a dick here, being like, no, like, why? <laughs> well, from the stance of competition, yeah, it makes perfect sense. That's like, they're literally telling them, you have the advantage. How about you relinquish that advantage? I guess so, but I, I still would imagine they'd want that, cross, that cross-platform play on, on uh, even if they were ahead. Mm. This is gonna help them. But, I mean, but also, it's kind of like it's like they're already putting micro, uh, you know, they're putting Minecraft on the PS4. So, mm. like, why can't Sony just throw a bone? You know, they're already yeah, making money well, off of games that are being sold on the PS4. So. And it would be interesting to know the numbers from how their uh, was it the the Windows gaming whatever they call that side of stuff. Uh, how that's doing because don't they can't you play games on the PC and with the Xbox as well I mean like go back and forth with that I think they just have a name for it Windows Live or Windows Gaming Windows Games I I forgot what they called it they called it something they're doing some whole big push where you could have all the games on there yeah anyway yeah (laughs) we'll see yeah maybe it is they're doing better than the sounds and this is really going to help them anyway so Good luck. Uh, the next article by Eurogamer. So it seems like Star Citizen is doing what they're calling, <laughs> instead of VoIP, FOIP. I, I sure hope that's just something they, the, the person write, wrote the article made up, not the actual. I think it's so F-O-I-P. Is it, okay, VoIP. FYP. So it's, uh, all it really is that they're making it so in Star Citizen you can map your face directly to your character inside of the game. And at Gamescom, they did like a whole two-hour-long presentation showing this feature and a whole bunch of other features. And that game looks mind-boggling. It looks amazing. Uh, it, uh, I might need to get a PC or do something, anything to play this because it's – they're spending that money well. That's all I can say. There's a lot going on in this game. I mean, did they announce this kind of stuff to you, uh, Mike, and I guess in the Kickstarter or in the emails or form? I, I thought you I, I still put money into it. No. I, I, no? Still I, you, I still don't have it. Oh, I thought you did. Maybe that was for something else. No, that no. was Shenmue. Uh, Shenmue. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Well... Star I just, Citizen. I just, I just follow Star Citizen's development because I really want it. Eventually, when I get the money, I'll probably buy some of the modules. But yeah, it's just another like. There's already so much crazy tech into this game. Like this is just another. Mm-hmm. It's like how are they doing so much and having this? <laughs> like how is this thing going to be stable when they release it? It's it's crazy. Like I don't know, yeah. but 
that's just another reason for me to get hyped. Uh, another reason to get a webcam, maybe. <laughs> but uh, also, it's cool to see that that face mapping technology is—it's um, to the point where you can just do it with a webcam. Like, yeah, that's really cool. I, I get really excited when I see technology like that kind of come out from like the big studios and go like right into your house because it means. Not just for like this game, but like you know, if somebody's, you know, if like an indie dev could could do this in their game or or something yeah. like that, you know. But uh, yeah, but as far as Star Citizen, this is like it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I just kind of skimmed through the presentation and, oof, man, graphically it looks amazing. I mean, just all the ships, the just everything that they have in there. It, Wow, it's it's pretty pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I do want to give that a try for sure. Uh, so next article here is by In Gadgets. Discord chats may be crucial to lawsuits over neo-Nazi violence. <laughs> yes, good old Nazis. They're still around, sadly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, they've been getting a lot of press lately, but I. I, I, I they've been. Ex- Exposing themselves on Discord, which works for me. I still have trouble seeing them more than just like a fringe element. Even though everyone's mm. freaking out about them, when you kind of look at the numbers, it's really a drop in the hat with regards to the rest of the population. They're just making, yeah. just making I think a little bit more noise right now. I think it's less the number of them and more just like how emboldened they've become as of late. Yeah, because of Trump. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so, I mean, this was uh, this was pretty neat at Discord. I, I, so I guess they did try and quickly shut down all the neo-Nazi servers and all the, I guess, chats that they were having and pictures and meetings that they were setting up over it. So I guess mm-hmm. they're using those chat logs <clears throat> as a way in court to convict them and, and stuff like that. So it's, that's nice that it's helping. Gotta, I mean, discord is becoming very, very popular, uh, at least with, the, I guess, in the gaming scene. I, whenever I hear my gaming friends talking about, it, that's all they use. They don't use anything yeah. else. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get Mike on discord right now because, uh, steam's chat function is kind of jank. Do they have a voice? I don't think we were. Yeah. Or is it just that? I, I couldn't register for some reason. I tried to register and the the button just didn't do anything. So weird. But um. But yeah, we'll figure it out. My client still uses a Teamspeak. (laughs) But good on you, Discord. You're doing good. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Wonder if there's. I guess since it's a criminal investigation, it's okay to use that stuff. Or mm-hmm. I, I feel like they might run into trouble, like if they actually bring charges, charges about it, it might be inadmissible in court or something. Well, I know with like uh, with some cases a long time ago, not related to this, but just just some random cases that they've used like Yahoo, like some emails that went back and forth with people who had like child pornography or whatever or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, all they had to do was they just had to request it from Yahoo, and they ha- and they could reveal the emails and and show them and anything they wanted. So I'm yeah. sure 
I guess if the Probably content the itself is is breaking a law, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. So they have like outright yeah. people discussing, uh, setting up setting up meetings like they're gonna beat someone or yeah. links yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I, yeah. Well, I feel like stuff is leaked, but maybe they still have to go through Discord to ask permission. I don't know. Probably, yeah, I would imagine. Maybe. Good stuff. Internet's doing good for once. <laughs> um, okay, uh, next one here by PC Gamer. Hmm. So, I'm going to pronounce his last name so very wrong. Akira Yamoka? Yamoka. 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 So he was the... Yeah, he was the composer on Team Silence, I guess the original team of developers who created the Silent Hill games. And Mm -hmm. even though he uh, is, I did not know this, working at Suda51 now, uh, yeah, not Suda, (laughs) working at Grasshopper with Suda51, when they asked him at Gamescom, you know, would you be interested in kind of joining back with the team and making another Silent Hill? And he said, yeah, I I love that. So, uh, I mean... It would be great. I mean, do you guys think it'd be now's the time for well, another Silent Hill? It'd be great to see those come it, back. It's it's been the time for another Silent Hill for a long time now. Unfortunately, it's in that um uh that sort of uh graveyard of mm. why can't I find the word right now? Um licenses. It's in that that license graveyard that is Konami. Oh, you're right. Crap, they own it. Just remember that. Uh, so they, uh, so it'd be completely up to them to even. Mm, so they could keep it buried so, forever. Then. So you know, well, no, you might get something. It's just you know, look forward to that um, Silent Hill Pachinko game. God, just with them pyramid head bonuses. Uh, <laughs> well, it's at least good to hear that he would be on board for it. Uh, it really sucks that was it. Um, what's the thing that he was they were doing with Kojima, and that got shut down. Was uh, it a Silent Hill remake or was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Entirely- it was revealed to be a new Silent Hill game. I can't remember what they called the demo though. What was the reason why they shut that down? I don't. Well, I think it had to do with Kojima being like leaving. fired or let go or leaving or whatever. Yeah, that that probably affected it. Yeah, that's that's why um, Norman Reedus uh, went on to uh, be on uh, Death Stranding because mm. they were like all working together before yeah. on the Silent Hill thing. Can I always piss at Kojima, who's directing it? Man, just messing up all that good stuff. It's, well, uh, I mean, the games are only kind of loosely tied together, though. Anyway, so it's. Well, the, the games are the games are tied. the 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 world is the consistent thing. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, it's like we got a lot of Silent Hill as it is. If the team were to reunite and make something new, that might be cool. Yeah, that would be nice. Who knows? Maybe the next E three, we might get some sort of crazy announcement that Grasshopper is making the next Silent Hill. I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe it'll just be like the team gets together and it's like, look at our new game, not Silent Hill. Yeah, it's called it's Silent Hill. It's got, it's got, it's got a hexagon head and he's got a giant axe. And <laughs> I don't know. All Silent Mountain coming soon. Uh, yeah, well, 
Oh, oh. Quiet Mountain. Quiet, quiet Mountain. mountain. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> quiet Mountain. You just hear it like, like shh in the background 24-7 as you're making your way. Do not fog. Mumble slope. Mumble slope, there you go. Uh, okay, what's the... So, next article here by Games Radar. The Walking Dead. Our World is a mobile uh, AR game with GP. So, basically, it's just Walking Dead Go. I like how I said that because it's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a... Uh, an AR game, just like Pokemon Go, where you instead of capturing Pokemon, you're just killing zombies. Oh, you also uh, you save survivors. You save survivors, yeah. Could this become the next Pokemon Go? I mean, no. it, I could see this becoming very social. Uh, no, I mean, no? no one's maybe. Care. I mean, well, Walking I'm hoping, Dead is really big. Well, it's yeah, very popular. It's pretty big. I kind of hope that. I mean, it's not going to be anywhere near as big the phenomena that Pokemon Go was, but it would kind of nice to see. A uh, decent amount of people coming out of the house again, even if it is for a small amount of time, like having that point in time where it's like safer to be out at night because folks are out shooting zombies or catching Pokemon or whatever. Yeah, it could be neat. I kind of liked that period of time, even though I wasn't like super in on it. So, I mean, the other thing about this, too, is that. Pokemon is social, and that's one of the, the reasons why you know Pokemon Go it, it did so well. Like you meet everyone else, and you guys would work together to take down the big gyms and whatever. But this one I could see being way, way more social because it's you well, know, yeah, zombie everyone's apocalypse. dealing with the same zombies yeah. and kind of like teaming up together. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, so. I mean, not just capturing Pokemon here, and you're, I guess, helping each other, defending each other, and so on. So, yeah, it may not become as big as Pokemon Go. I don't think we'll see something like that again for quite some time. But it should still be fun. Who knows? Uh, okay, so next article here by Kotaku. Uh, some Sonic Mania news. So, uh, there were some DRM issues with it where you could not play the game offline because they're, I forget the name of the program they're using, the, the, where it constantly checks the game to make sure that you're not giving it to someone else or doing other kind of, some yeah, other... Nuvu or yeah. Nuvo or something like that? Yeah, yeah it's meant what, to uh, protect against people sharing copies. Yeah, and because of that, it makes you can't play the game offline. It has to always be connected. But what was really cool about this is that Sega immediately, I guess, applied a fix where now mm-hmm. you can play it offline and they're still trying to figure out issues with the whole DRM stuff to make it still work or not. Work. I'm not really. Yeah. Part, well, but. I think uh, part of the reason why folks were frustrated, not just with the uh, offline thing, but that the uh, PC release didn't come till like, uh, what, two weeks after yeah. the console and the suspicion that it was uh, that those two weeks were devoted to putting this thing into the game. Right. Yeah. But they at least corrected it fast. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's I, I, I remember with um, SimCity, that was a whole big issue. And that game was just a complete disaster when it came out. Uh, the newer version of SimCity where it's they had the DRM and you couldn't play it offline and they kept making up excuses saying that the game would be too hard to design offline and there was mm-hmm. just they make up so many so many stupid excuses and then they finally came out about a year late year or two later where they patched it in so you could play the game offline 
And it's just, come on, guys. You guys went on and on saying that it wasn't technically possible to make it so you could play the game offline. And then you, <laughs> you patch it in two years later. I mean, just come on. Just be honest. Sega, mm-hmm. please, we're upfront about this. Um, yeah, okay. I think like, uh, what is it? The article <laughs> came out at uh, 1030 a.m. And then there was an update at 1045 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about Sega basically being like, okay, okay, we're gonna fix it. Yeah, we can't afford this. We need this. That's funny. People actually like Sonic again. It's uh, like, no, we haven't, we haven't uh, gotten this kind of like positive outcry for a long time. We can't screw this up. Because I was like looking at the reviews on Steam, and like every negative review was this problem, this one issue. Like, yeah. no one was complaining about gameplay or game length or anything like that. It was all just, I can't play offline. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the only complaint is not being able to play the game. Right. That's yeah, so it is. I, I never seen a game company respond this quickly <laughs> yeah. to fixing something. I mean, that's just, wow. That was quick. Uh, all right, so last article of the Knights by Nintendo Life. Could this be the reason that Lionel gets another? It's a, it's a switch. Well, I was already going to get a switch, but this is like, well, I was already bouncing around the idea of getting a switch, but this this cinches it completely. Well, I mean, so Travis strikes again. No more heroes will be a switch exclusive in 2018. So you, this will be the only place, probably at least for a while, where you can yeah. play it. Weird trailer. Uh, I didn't yeah. understand anything that was happening. Um, <laughs> let me let me give you the. Felt, uh, it's probably how people felt watching MGS4 trailers who never played. I'm just curious why was why were they playing Hotline Miami in there? Um, well, let me give you the cliff notes of it, and well, before I even do that, let me uh, talk to one Thomas Whitehead of uh, Nintendo Life. The character is Bad Girl, not. Bat girl. <laughs> um, sorry, I had to be I had to be a anal retentive j- jackass for a minute. But um, yeah, down to the heart of this. Uh, yeah, there uh, include that that element is from the previous games. Uh, Bad girl was the second to last boss, the penultimate boss, if you will, of um. Yeah, Henry's extra. Yeah, uh, of uh, the original No More Heroes. So it's someone coming after Travis for revenge. And it seems like him playing Hotline in Miami is tied to the fact that the gimmick of this is that they literally get pulled into various games. And it seems like they're all going to be legit games they go into. That's cool. With Hotline Miami being one of them, yeah, which Travis is a perfect fit yeah, for. That's really interesting. Whoa. It actually makes me kind of want to check it out. I definitely want to see more huh. trailers to see what that looks like. But that's just a mm-hmm. really cool idea, actually. Well, yeah, I didn't. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, wait, is it all about them going into games? Going into different. Yeah, uh, according to this, that's all we have so far. Um, I don't know if that's hmm. going to be the whole game or just some part of it. Hmm. I'm down with either. So, are you going to do what you do with No More Heroes and buy the game before even getting the system? <laughs> I've learned from that mistake. <laughs> I'll get the system first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it's always
was good news that there uh, you know, there's got, more no more heroes. That's, I got time. It's not coming until two like 2018. <laughs> I can save. Yeah. Got a while. Got a while. All right. Well, that is all the news we have for tonight. Some final thoughts. Lionel, what do you got? Sonic is what I got. <laughs> I got it back. He's come home to daddy. Uh, ooh, ooh. Not, oh, not like that. I'm not that crop of Sonic fanboy. <laughs> but that's the ones that play the 3D games and are over the age of like 18. Breathe heavy. Yeah. Fucking doing the furry. Yeah, like, like I mean, all you got to do is go back to the last episode and how upset I was with Sonic kissing human girls. It's just, it's not natural. I mean, whatever you're into, get into it, but don't, don't make me watch. <laughs> oh my, Mike, how about you? Anything left to say on this? What do you want to know? Everything. Everything. Where were you on the night of April 1st, 2015? Your butt. That's a lie, and you know it. So warm. It's only a lie as far as you know. <laughs> well, we've got we've got the evidence. I'm, uh, I'm uh, let the FBI guy on my shoulder know that it's true. It was Michael Pangelina that raped me. Oh. And yet you're still friends. I didn't rape Something's you. I was in your butt. Yeah, without my consent, sir. Was, you needed a procedure done. I used a shrinking machine. I had a little vehicle, and we went in there, and we took care of it. You're you fine still, now. You're welcome. You still went into my butt without asking. I saved your wife. No, you didn't. There was no time. You put that bomb in there yourself. It was not a bomb. It was a polyp. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, so, but anyway, let's see. Final thoughts. Um, Itagaki's doing things. Um, I can't say that I was like looking forward to the next Itagaki game, whatever it was. He he's kind of fell off my radar a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, it's cool that he's gonna you know do what he's doing. Um, I'm really stoked that Square is being supportive of mods. Um, uh, Enjoy that bishy dude butt. And whatever people make. Um, hopefully they extend that to their other franchises. Um, I still need to get Star Citizen. I need to get some money first, though. Um, I, I'm still kind of waiting for the whole thing to be finished, but I just want to jump in. I, I, I gotta sit down and watch that whole uh, the Gamescom conference. Because uh, that, that looks inter- interesting. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Uh, well, tonight I have learned somehow we always manage to seem to squeeze in Kojima some way. We talk about that, man, which I have yeah. no problem with. But we do. It just seems to pop up. He just seems to be connected. Yeah, to really. Find an episode. Issue. Find an episode where we don't either talk about Kojima VR or I don't mention Advance Wars, and I'll buy you a steak. And go, good old Kojima. 
But um, but yeah, I'm also with Lionel with the Sonic. I am so happy that that game they made a version of it that actually is really really good, and it's everything that Sonic should have been. Well, not should have been. He was, and now I'm glad it is. <laughs> so, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, so you can find out more information about the show on our Twitters at NAGP Returns. Lionel, you got a show? Uh, I do have a show, and unfortunately, it doesn't. It isn't about Sonic the Hedgehog. It's about anime or something. Chinese cartoons drawn by Koreans for Japanese people. I think I've made that joke before. Um, I think what's coming up is either live action Death Note or Hero Academia. It's probably Hero Academia. All four of that. Yeah. And uh, if you happen to want to yell at me directly, I would have challenged you to fight me over the Death Note movie, but I've kind of lost interest. Um, you can uh, head on over to <laughs> Old Taku Connect at Twitter. To uh, Mike, got any more information for the assembly? I'll see you there. <laughs> we could talk about something else, though. Yeah, I'd rather do that. Um, someday I'll bring my show back. Woohoo! Oh. Oh. Um, Better hurry up. I'm going to take it soon. Especially comment. We need validation. Share. We need this. No, we need those even more. I don't, just, just, I don't care about the validation. I just need the listeners. Well, well, the validation lets us know there are actual listeners. Because we get those statistics back all the time that says, oh, 25 people listened today. Uh, 100 people listened this week. But... Like, how are we to know they aren't bots if no one says anything? Oh, I know they are bots. <laughs> oh, piddles. Uh, well, all right. That's it. It's over. So frustrating. Farewell. <laughs> Life in all general. Right. One big pot of stew. Thanks for tuning in. If you saw I could go for far. some stew. <laughs> yeah. Bring right. me some stew. Mm. Stew who? Beef stew. Moo, 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 moo. Lick the poo. Ew. Eat the no. shoe. Pickle the moo. I'd rather... You're going too fast. I'd rather eat a shoe than lick poo. Poo.